Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And and we got news for you galore. Uh, In the studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg and Congressman Peter King. uh, And my sidekick here, Lydia Serrani. And I understand we have some breaking news. Breaking news. WABC. Well, the, what happened? The New York State Supreme Court rules that non-citizens cannot vote in local elections. On the line with us right now to discuss this further, thanks to Vito Fasella, who is a Staten Island borough president, who launched this case to begin with. What a victory. Vito Fasella, again, New York State Supreme Court ruling that non-citizens Cannot vote in the Constitution. Vito, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, John. Uh, Hey, Vito, great job. I I hate to admit it, but you're the best. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) Peter. My dear friend Peter, I got to repeat. Is there a way I can uh, record that and just listen to it over and over that I'm the best, Peter? I'll send you you a podcast, Vito. Thank you. You know, I, let me just say at the outset, and thanks for the, the kind words, but it, I think it's the people of New York State who, who won, the citizens of the state that truly won, and that's why we brought this action. And um, what can we say? You know, we, when they started this, this I call it a game, to allow non-citizens the right to vote, uh, we had to stand up for the good people of Staten Island, New York City, New York State, and say that it's very clear. The New York State Constitution says you have to be a citizen to vote. And they didn't like it, so they passed a local law that really violated not only the state constitution, but also uh, state election law as well as something called the municipal home rule law. So uh, it was a victory. Uh, we'll see if it's appealed. I wouldn't be surprised if it is appealed to the appellate division and then ultimately to uh, the Court of Appeals. You know, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. It seems to me that the basis of this is they diluted the vote and the value of the vote of citizens of this city. That's the core of it, uh, Judge. You're absolutely right. Aside from just the, the violation, and, and it should open people's eyes when something is so crystal clear that they, the Constitution says only citizens can vote and they're allowing non-citizens to vote. What about these other types of laws or, or language and legislation that is not as crystal clear what some folks try to get, get away with? And what it does is truly dilutes, and the judge, to his credit, uh, affirmed that by allowing 800,000, it will be one of the largest cities in the country, a million people to, to now vote, even though they don't, they're not citizens. Vito, we uh, also have Bill O'Reilly on the, uh, on the phone with us. Is Bill on? Uh, Bill I, O'Reilly, again, he has a show, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. here at WABC. He's a prolific author. His latest book, Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists, great book. Bill O'Reilly, what Bill is your O'Reilly, thought on what, this? What, what's your comment on Vito Fisella winning the Supreme Court about, uh, you know, not, not voting. Well, it's a good thing, obviously. 
Um, if you took a poll of WABC listeners now, it'd probably be 90% say that the uh, Constitution of the state of New York should be upheld. I mean, it's not anything out of the ordinary. What is frightening, though, is that the um, taking it out of just New York City, the plan of the progressive movement is to allow non-citizens to vote, foreign nationals to vote, and then to do away with any kind of voter ID. So that means anybody can vote in any election in the United States. That's what the progressives want. And it's, it's a continuing pattern of not upholding the law. You see it everywhere. So, um, you know, you're, you commit a crime in New York, odds are you're not going to be prosecuted. You are, are born in Romania and you get here and overstay your visa. You can walk in and vote in the primary tomorrow. Does that make sense to anybody? So uh, I congratulate Vito. I think that uh, what he did was a patriotic thing. But the larger question is that these progressives, they have a view, a master plan. And this was part of it, that anybody can vote. Vito, who was the law firm that handled it with you? There was a a firm that specialized in constitutional law from upstate New York. We had local folks who were going to do a pro bono. But uh, to Bill's point, and thank you, Bill, for the kind words, you know, the the RNC actually uh, stepped up as well because this was a burgeoning movement, uh, as we see, right? You get these progressive or whatever you want to call them, DAs in San Francisco and other cities, uh, they all work together and it's all interconnected. And New York City was going to be a beachhead for other cities. They felt once they were successful here, they can begin to branch out to other cities and other states. And, and we sort of stopped them in the tracks, at least for now and at least around here. But just think about the flip side, right? Think about if you, Peter, myself, Richard, and everybody here, and we took 50,000 people, went to another country, and in uh, two weeks' time we say, okay, we're going to vote. Would we be surprised if people told us, no, you can't vote in these countries? So why are we so shocked that this is, this is happening right here and right now? I don't understand. Vito, I don't think anybody's shocked. I think they were shocked by the attempt. And now they're relieved that the attempt has been rebuffed based upon the Constitution of the United States. So, I I mean, these people are bold. I mean, these progressives are trying to take this country into a totally different area. And the only way they can do that is to ignore standing law and then reinvent crazy law. I mean, abortion ruling, you see this from... Ocasio-Cortez, from Nancy Pelosi, from even Schumer. Oh, we don't need the Supreme Court anymore. Uh, we got to knock it out and put 30 justices in there and turn it into a political committee. That's what they want because they're not getting their way. So it's an imposition of a progressive philosophy that is absolutely the opposite of what the founding fathers and the founders of New York State wanted. That's, like that's an, yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point. Um, we're here, here we are on the eve of J- July 4th. Many of us still love that Independence Day and the sacred day in which it, what it really means is when this experiment, the United States, became 
uh, the first time in history given people the sovereign. The Constitution is the sovereign document for the United States. It reflects the will of the people. The New York State Constitution is a sovereign document that represents yeah. the views of the people. And along come this group that basically say, we don't care what that says. That's we control right. we that. Or put it, and you know, here, put here's it. the kicker. You could overturn that statute in New York State if the voters wanted to overturn it. Correct. There's a mechanism. Correct. Okay? But again, these people are fascists. That's what that's what the media will never tell you. And the media enables all this, by the way. Have you heard any local television station editorialize <clears throat> against allowing foreign nationals to vote? Have any of you heard any local television station editorialize against that? No. no. Because the progressive media is hand-in-hand with the zealots. So, look, we all have to understand the big picture here. And there's a primary vote tomorrow. Not many New Yorkers will vote in it, tragically. The percentage of the registered voters going to the poll tomorrow will be very low. But people need to wise up because you like your democracy the way it is, Fourth of July the way it is, ain't going to be here in five years unless the traditional forces rally. I wanted to bring up another case that the Supreme Court of the United States ruled on Coach Kennedy. Uh, You heard about this. This is an incredible, this coach, Washington State, after each game, after he was a high school football coach, he would kneel at the 50-yard line, and the school fired him over it. Well, the Supreme Court ruled in his favor and said that he, he now he says he wants to get his job back. And they said he had a right to religious expression, freedom of expression. So finally, we're kind of writing a lot of these wrongs. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, what's your reaction to hearing about that case? Well, I predicted it would happen on June 11th. And you'll hear that tonight on Common Sense on WABC, because it's clear if you know what the Constitution says, that a private citizen can practice any kind of spirituality in public. And by the way, no matter what religion you are, if you want to go on the subway and say a prayer to yourself, well, without, you know, infringing anybody else, you can do that. And all this guy did was after the game, he kneeled on the, on the field and he said a prayer. Bill, you know, you said it's obvious in the Constitution, and I agree with you, but the three liberal judges on the court voted against the coach. Of course, but they, because they don't care about the Constitution. That's part of the progressive movement. Yeah. And my point is, if Donald Trump hadn't appointed the three judges that he did, we'd still be back in the dark ages. So that's something we really owe to Donald Trump. Well, it's true that Trump deserves credit for bringing the Supreme Court back into the traditional area. There's no doubt about it, but the threat that the far-left progressive movement, the threat that is still in play is not going away anytime soon. You see that the people who want unfettered abortion, and you know what? This is our, and WABC listeners are going to appreciate this. New York State not only has the most liberal abortion laws in the country, New York State has the most liberal abortion laws in the world, in the world. We're up there with China, mm-hmm. Russia. Yep. That's where we are on unfettered abortion. Germany, France, Italy all have much more restrictive abortion laws than New York State. Did you guys know that? Yes. 
Every secular government in Europe, every one, has more restrictive abortion laws than New York State. We're with Beijing. Albany and Beijing are aligned. No rights for the unborn up until two minutes before birth. You can put a, uh, a mechanism in a baby's skull in New York State. Is this the kind of state we want to live in? While it's That's in the birth question. canal. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Bill, it's horrific. It's Bill, murder. What I'm very, it's Richard Weinberg. What I'm very troubled about is I just read that there were threats made by this group called Jane's Revenge against the Catholic yeah. Church here in Manhattan. How awful sure. is that? And where is that on any of the media outlets? Not nowhere. That you know, that Lydia is really the key. Outside of the New York Post, there is not one New York City media outlet. And WABC. This what was that? And seventy seven WABC. Yeah, of course, because that's why we've surged from oblivion to number two in the marketplace. That's why WABC has done something that has never been done before in New York radio. But if you watch all six local news stations, PBS, and you'll never get any of this because they fear the progressive movement. They fear it. And, you know, I'm telling you, just as I said before, if you look at New York State right now, it is absolutely off the chart far left. Well, th- thank you, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Thank you, Vito Fisella. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.